Names have been changed to protect the identities of my story. I had no idea who Nick was until I saw him, and I was instantly infatuated. Yeah, we were both in our work clothes, but I knew he looked better without them. <laughs> it was the second day I had known of his existence, and he asked me if I wanted to go out with his friends. We had a great conversation about our favorite bars and nightclubs, and it gave me insight to the burning question I had. Is this, Is this guy, guy even gay? Well, he did say he liked going to Blake's and other spots in Midtown with his friends, so a guy could only assume he was interested. I accepted his offer, and it was all I could think about for the rest of my shift. Nearing the end of the work night, Nick pulled me aside. Uh, my friends are lame, and they don't want to go out anymore because of the rain. I hid my abrupt disappointment, only for him to quickly say, But I still kind of want to go out. Do you just want to grab a drink at Maggie's? Oh, <laughs> that, that was, was smooth. smooth. I thought to myself, he's definitely into me. <laughs> yeah, yeah, sure, that's fine. I'm finishing up now. Let's just say Nick is tall, has a lighter complexion than me, and is bald, which is something that tickled my fancy at the time. If you didn't know who the story is about, Nick, <laughs> I'm sure you know now. <laughs> Nick expressed a work ethic at the time that I admired. He held his own during a shift. Now, I was never the one to get involved with coworkers, but it wasn't like I was planning on sleeping with a guy. I just wanted more friends at the time. It was my first year in the Peach City, and I didn't exactly have the biggest friend circle, and much hasn't changed, to be honest. Another thing I observed about Nick earlier on, he had a tick. I couldn't pick out the tick, but Nick had a tick. Okay, Nick also didn't have a car, which wouldn't be relevant to the story typically, but this sitch is different, and we'll get to that later. We got to the smoke-filled ashtray of a bar called Maggie's, one of my first times there now that I recall, and he got us two shots of Fireball before ordering our usual cocktails. To, to another, another fucked-up fuck shift, we toasted, <laughs> or something like that. We stayed there for about 30 to 45 minutes and chatted about work in Atlanta and drinking and whatever else until he called himself an Uber home. He lived about 15 minutes away and I lived about 20 to 25 minutes away at the time. Um, I was living in Snow Mountain. The next morning, I woke up to a group of texts from him, one saying he had fun and the others about a conversation we had about some weird news story. After that night, things started moving pretty nimble. <laughs> And my coworkers were quick to ask questions too. It was only my first week at that place and you would think I was an item on the menu for the number of times my name was in someone's mouth. At any rate, a notable mention from this week includes Gabriel asking me about the nature of my relationship with Nick. I remember asking him a question or making a comment or something and he said, your man may know. And I was like, huh? And he laughed and said, you know who I'm talking about. And I just laughed it off and walked away. Weeks go by, and by this time, we had already hung out so much I considered him a legit friend. Also, by now, there seemed to be a common narrative, no matter what, in every conversation we had. His arguments with his girlfriend. Ooh. The first time I heard he had a girlfriend, I was devastated because I knew we could never happen. It wasn't until the umpteenth time we talked about him fighting with his girlfriend when I realized I may still have a chance at this. 
I would always offer advice for him that would help him defuse the situation rather than prolong it. I didn't want it to seem like I wanted him to break up with her, like he had a choice. We'll get there. So he could proclaim his love for me and we'd live happily ever after in a penthouse on Peachtree. (laughs) This particular night we went out to Blake's and I noticed the gradual shift. Also, it's important to note that I had been offering him rides home from work and bars or wherever else we ended up. And people started to notice that we were spending a lot of time together. More than I was hanging out with my best friend, Evan, regrettably. He started acting odd. When we got inside of that nightclub, he was acting like he was more than my friend. He was so touchy. He kept holding my hand and picking me up. And it just seemed like there was something more going on than a friendly touch. Girl, what are you complaining about? (laughs) I can lie and say I didn't like it, but I'd rather be honest and say that I was feeling very elated. And he was feeling very uh, lifted, too. This was the night that I discovered Nick's tick. I personally don't like long lines, but Nick doesn't mind them at all. In fact, he loved them, if you catch my drift. He almost got in a fight with a guy because he wouldn't shake his hand. The guy respectfully declined to shake a very clearly high and heavily intoxicated stranger's hand, and Nick was oddly offended by that, and proceeded to grab the guy's hand and force it into his. This almost started a big brawl, and this was the first bar fight that I was ever this close to, let alone had one of my friends involved in, and I was instantaneously turned off. After that, we got outside and away from the crowd, and he picked me up again. And he kissed me this time, gave me a cute little peck. And I dumbly forgot about everything and realized that this guy that I was into was into me. I drove him back home, blasting music, and he was hanging out of my car like a buffoon. Again, another first, but what are you going to do? I mean, but who even does that? I got him home safely and drove 30 minutes back to my place, sober just enough to make it safe and sound. The next morning, he suggested that we drink at his place next time. To save some money, and of course I agreed. Dumb bitch. He also said that he wasn't going to be doing any more powders because it's gotten old, and he has to be more mature now. Please. (laughs) I think he just saw the look on my face when he was doing bumps off of car keys and trying to make friends with everyone he came in contact with. I'm not drug shaming. Hell, alcohol is a drug, and I love it, and I'm fortunately not addicted to it as long as you can function and you do your drug of choice in moderation and it doesn't take over your life you're an adult who am i to say what you can and can't do as long as it's not affecting me negatively i couldn't care less who what when where or how you do but the ticky nick i saw that night was not attractive to me i started going over to nick's place more and more after i would drop him off we just sit and talk on his couch or just in my car Also around this time, I noticed that his work ethic that I was talking about earlier wasn't exactly what I thought it was. This guy was lazy and would constantly make excuses to get people to work his shifts or not show up at work. Not to mention he was a liar. But then turn around and complain that he doesn't have enough money for his bills. I was infatuated at the time, so I would make excuses for him for myself. But now that I'm over him, the guy was pretty toxic to say the least. We opened up to each other about a lot of things, and he managed to mutter, in a nutshell, that he tolerates his girlfriend for a place to stay. 
I mean, I don't really blame him. I mean, the girl had a car and watched her boyfriend take a bus to work every day when she was home by the time it was time for him to go to work. There could have been a transportation sitch organized, but instead I was taking her man home every night from work when it was completely out of my way. Just when I thought I couldn't squeeze enough shade in a sentence. His frustrations began to become my frustrations, and I couldn't blab to him about how his problems were affecting me, so who do I call? Mm-mm. I was already telling Evan about the nature of Nick's friendship with me, and of course he didn't think it was the best thing for me at the time. I had just broken up with my ex that July, and I was getting too involved with Nick way too fast. Besides, he was familiar with the type of guy that Nick was at the time, insecure about and hiding his sexual desires. He wasn't really fond of Nick to begin with, so I thought of the bright idea to get the two together one night, and we all went out to a bar. Boy, was that a big mistake. (laughs) It started off great, and they had a great conversation, but who wouldn't two or three drinks in? Nick even told Evan that he was bisexual, even after I cautioned him against it. But I never said I told you so. They ended up having an argument that same night while we shared a puff or two in the parking lot of Nick's apartment complex. And Evan happened to mention something about how Nick doesn't know who he is. Nick was very confused and hurt and decided to cut his night short with us. I didn't exactly agree with the timing of Evan's choice of words, but he wasn't exactly lying. Mm -mm. I didn't pick sides in the argument, but I did take a step back and look at the bigger picture. Nick and I are never going to work. I've dated DL guys in the past, but this was something a little different. After that night, Evan and Nick agreed that it was probably best that they stay as far away as possible from one another outside of the workplace. This situation also taught me that if you don't get along with my best friend, we're probably not going to last long. Or short, for that matter. (laughs) It was Christmas Eve, and Nick had been telling me that his girlfriend was going to be out of town, so he wanted some company. Hmm. He had been asking me to stay the night for a minute now, after our many drunken nights, and I finally agreed to. We shared a puff and a shot or two, and just talked on his couch. I really liked his place. It was very artsy. We talked about our plans for the next six months, future jobs, and our friendship. He said that he trusted me and that he would always be there for me. I remember him saying something like, if you wanted to suck my dick right now, I wouldn't tell anyone. I just thought it was weird of him to say at the time. But he said weirder. My eyes started to drift and he whispered, just Just crash crash here. My horny, naive mind started to wonder yet again and I agreed. He pulled a blanket over me and tucked me in. This is one of my fondest memories of Nick. He smiled at me as I was batting my eyes until I finally gave in. He softly kissed me on my forehead, slowly pressing his gentle lips between my eyes. I felt his hands softly push the blanket underneath my shoulders, then my back, then my pelvis. We locked eyes one last time and he smiled and gave me a nice, long, slow hug pressing his firm chest into mine. This is about to happen, I thought, finally. As he gave me one last subtle peck on the forehead and whispered, good night. And tiptoed to his room. Solace. 
I woke up just before the sun and left before he woke up. He asked me the next morning why I left so early and that he made breakfast and I made an excuse about my allergy to dogs, which is actually very true. But I left because things were getting pretty steamy for me and I didn't want to have to fight the urge to creep into his room. <laughs> After that day, just as fast as we built the awesome friendship we had, it started to crumble right before my eyes. We rang in the new year together at Maggie's after work when I would have much rather spent it alone now that I think about it. His habits were catching up with him faster than I could talk him out of them. He got a little too fucked up at work one day and was fired. It was an emotional night to say the least. We talked about how we felt about each other and I knew the dynamic of the relationship was going to change for good. I mean, I'm no longer seeing this guy every day. We don't have a reason to conveniently be around each other all the time. He was down on his luck, and I wasn't going to be dragged down with him, okay? I also remember I told him I was in love with him that night, and that I know that we could never be, but I was always hoping we would. He didn't want to leave, and I knew what he wanted to say, but he didn't. We hugged, and he kissed me. It's so weird. He always kissed me and I never initiated it. I wonder if I had started it where things could have gone. Mm -hmm. Your boy can only imagine. We still went out for drinks and texted each other after he stopped working with me, but they quickly became less and less frequent. And the text threads got shorter and shorter and more spaced out over the matter of a month. Communication eventually faded altogether along with memories of a pretty good toxic friendship. But that's just the story of my black gay life. <laughs> <laughs>